We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. All right, guys, before we jump into the show, want to tell you how you can give one of the best Christmas gifts ever from our friends over at Saturday Neon. If you really want to blow someone, someone away, if you really want to give them a gift that pops quite literally, hook them up with a sign from Saturday Neon. They've got buffs. They've got Rams. They've got several other colleges. If you got other uh, big fans, of course, the Saturday and Saturday Neon represents those college football teams. So check them out. These uh, licensed collegiate logo LED signs. If you want to see one, you got to check out our uh, basketball preview show for the buffs. We had one hung up. It is absolutely beautiful. I got to get one for myself. So if you want to impress someone this holiday season, hook them up with one of those Saturday neon signs and get 10% off your purchase when you use that code DNVR at Saturday neon. Check them out. DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for Arrowhead, where the Broncos will be heading this weekend. And we are going to give you our predictions for that game here in just a second. Actually, in more than just a second, but we'll get to them eventually. Uh, and I'm interested to see if anyone on this panel is bold enough to pick the nearly double-digit underdog Broncos to win. They're flirting with that digit-double-digit digit, number. Yes, they have. It's it's touched 
10 a mm -hmm. couple different times yep. now. Um, so we'll see what it ends up by kickoff. But first, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSUDenver.edu slash online is where you can go to scope out all they have to offer. The absolute best place to go if you're looking to get an online education um, in Denver or anywhere. Because you can do it from the comfort of your own couch. So check out msudenver.edu slash online today and get in on a great education taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. My boys, what's up? It is Chiefs week, guys. Mm. I am so pumped for this game because this game is the most the Broncos can gain since Super Bowl 50. Everything is out there for the Broncos. This is a huge game, so much excitement, and it's only fitting that it's on prime time. Mace, I just hope you, that your eyes got very big. I just worry about the potential fall if the Broncos lose this game and, and how people are feeling, would feel if they play well and lose, losing that opportunity, yes, but they're still in it if they lose this game. Well, yep. and, and that's, that's why I said it's the most yeah. to gain because a lot of people here have been saying that this is the biggest game for the Broncos since Super Bowl 50, and I don't really agree with that. I think for it to be a huge game on both sides, there's got to be something to lose as well. And for the Broncos... Guys, they're 10-point underdogs. There's not much to lose here. If they lose this, they're not out of the playoff race. They're right there. They're still in the division right there. Heck, they could still be tied for second in the division. But, of course, the AFC West would kind of be floating away from them. But, guys, at the beginning of the season, even now, no one really expects the Broncos to win the AFC West. That was never the goal, whether or not you believe George Payton or not, like the conversation we had a couple days ago. The the, the goal, I think the, the best goal in everyone's realistic opinion coming into this year was making the playoffs, right? It wasn't winning the AFC West. So the Broncos lose this game. It's okay. I think the key to people's emotions, Mace, is going to be sticking around that spread and making it a game. If they hold it within the spread, then it's for the most part a game where people will lose themselves is if it's a 21-point blowout. Yeah. I Yeah, it sounds great in theory, but we've seen this pendulum this year go back and forth so yeah. much in practice that I just – I get what you're saying, Zach, but, you know, hope – hope can hope – can kill you hope can be the a good thing maybe the best of things it's just is it the shawshank perspective or is it the may the bartender from ted lasso perspective it, what it, do you take yeah it's um i really think that there's no like middle ground in this game that's the it's problem it's gonna depend on what people are mad about so, so there's no good loss if like, they don't yeah if, if they don't not lose by three it's not it oh, should they came be close. there there is be. there is yeah i don't think it exists within the fans though here's what's gonna happen is if they lose by more than the spread, it'll be this team's not close, fire everyone, start over, we need a new quarterback. If it ends up being a close game, all that will happen is every little decision that was made throughout the game will be put under even a bigger microscope, and they'll say, I can't believe uh, Vic Fangio punted on the 45-yard on the line, and then they just went down and scored and took a 10-point lead and you know uh, made it too much to overcome. And, of course, if they win, it's all bets are off. You know, uh, they could win the division. They could win everything. Yep, yep. Well, and, Ryan, that's the take that I had actually right before this podcast started was I feel like people's hopes are that this is a 50-50 game, that this is an even game. I'm just trying to come in from the realistic standpoint. I do personally 
think there is an, an emotional victory here. You you can there have should be. yes, the, the, there should be, and and certainly I don't think fans are going to take it that way because fans view this game as like a pick 'em game, and mm. it's nowhere near mm. that. But guys, people are believing that the Broncos can win this game. Yeah, I mean, it, not not from us, not from really anyone I've heard discussing this game this week. Has it been like a David versus Goliath conversation? No, absolutely. The spread not. would suggest it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Now the spread is not always the greatest predictor of things. This is the same spread that existed for Broncos Cowboys just a couple weeks ago. The Broncos basically blew them out thirty to zero. Um, it's it is though an indicator of the way that that people see these two teams. Uh, and and the truth is, it, it never has it really felt this season like the Broncos are really close. No. Now all of a sudden, literally they are really close. But it, it's unfortunate because of the way that football works. Is every game, you know, if this is baseball, this is a ten game game. So you're either on a ten game winning streak or on a ten game losing streak uh, coming out of each game in the NFL. And there's so much buildup for each game. That, you know, even in, in basketball or hockey, you can, look at the, um, you can look at the schedule and say that's a schedule loss. Um, because, you know, it's a back-to-back and it's against a really good team and you're, you've been traveling or whatever. And if we were looking at this the same way basketball or hockey analysts look at their schedule, we probably would have just said this is a schedule loss. Oh, it's in December mm-hmm. in Kansas City against... We all know. did that. Right. We all said mm-hmm. this was a loss. But... You can't do that for a whole week when you're talking about the game. So everyone gets excited about the game. And I think everyone has a right to be excited about this one. Of course. Um, But it will be a big upset if the Broncos win. And I I feel like that's what has to be kept in mind. Yeah. And I mean, big upsets happen. The Broncos are going into the hardest place to play for them historically. They're going in on an 11 game losing streak to the Chiefs. And on top of that, the Chiefs are on a four game win streak where their defense, their defense, the weakest part of their team has been their strength. So that's daunting. But speaking of strengths, guys, the Broncos have the best rookie in the NFL on their Mm. team this week. The Broncos have the best defensive player in the AFC on their team this week. Pat Sertan is just phenomenal. And guys, he is maybe as much of a key to this game as anyone else, maybe outside of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so yesterday Fangio was asked about him potentially guarding Travis Kelsey. Zach, you're a big proponent of that. Why is that? I am a big proponent of it because, look, when you look at the Chiefs, who has killed you in the past couple of years? It's, always Travis it's, Kelsey. It's, it's always Travis Kelsey. In fact, since Super Bowl 50, since that great defense went away, the Broncos are giving up over seven catches to Travis Kelsey per game, over 100 receiving yards per game. That's nine games because he didn't play in one of those games. That is insane, guys, just how dominant he is. And you look at Travis or, or Tyree Kill in the exact same time period, he's, he's averaging four catches per game, 52 receiving yards. That, that's good. Uh, you, you don't want him to get loose, but there's no question who kills you over and over and over again. If you if you told me right now, uh, Tyreek Hill, four catches, 52 yards, oh. take it or leave it, I, I take it every time. Oh, you, you take it in a heartbeat. So how to bring this into Pat Sertan, Tyreek Hill, there's really no perfect cover guy on Tyreek Hill because there's it's, it's two guys. N- exactly. It's <laughs> two guys, and you don't need to waste your best cover guy in a double team situation like that because you can have two guys. You just got to make sure that he doesn't get over the top of you, right? Yep. So then uh, why not use your biggest 
defensive back, Pat Sertan. Your fastest defensive back, Pat Sertan. Probably your strongest defensive back, Pat Sertan. And your best cover guy in Pat Sertan to take Travis Kelsey out as much as possible. And I'm not saying zero catches, but how about he gets four catches for 52 yards? You'll sign up for that right away. And then double-team Tyreek Hill. The rest, guys, if Nicole Hardman beats yep. you, well, tip then, you, you, exactly. You tip your cap, say, great job, Andy Reid, great job, Patrick Mahomes. But at least it finally wasn't t- Travis Kelsey. Do you really think that Vic's going to have one guy follow Kelsey, yes. though? Because that's just not, It that's never not, happens that's that That's not way. Vic's no, game. Of, that, of, of course yeah. not. Of but course yeah. not. You can and, go and, third downs. And Ed, you can try to match up. Ed Donatel today said it's going to be Pat Sertan. Justin Simmons, Caden Stearns, and a combination of double teams. So exactly it's basically, right. it, it's, yeah. it's not Everyone. going to be, but... It's, it's the village. What, what I like be. about that is it's not a linebacker. Uh, it's not a slot corner. Uh, and I just, I hope it's not Caden Stearns more than Pat Sertan. Uh, I really like Caden Stearns, but man, a guy that's played about 20% of the defensive snaps, if, if, if he's on it in double teams, I like it. If he's on him one-on-one, I don't like that. But not many snaps. There's not a lot of film, though. So that's where maybe you can catch them a little bit off guard. And the Chiefs are going to look. The Chiefs are going to throw some things on that you haven't seen on the film. Maybe it's incumbent upon the Broncos to throw some looks and throw some matchups that they haven't seen a lot of, like Caden Stearns on a tight end. Don't get too fancy. I, I honestly say. think your yeah. best defense of Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, or anyone else is going to be played by your front four. As in, you don't ever want to rush more than four. Oh, you definitely don't. You, do, uh, you, 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 you blitz Mahomes, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, you can you can maybe try to sneak one in yeah, but once, no. a, once in a while. Um, but Patrick Mahomes has been bad under pressure this year. But he's been good against the blitz. What well, does that, that tell you? It tells you that he do, that four-man rushes are... And, and four-man are, rushes have historically been what have given him problems. It's not just this year. If you can get home with four, that's the thing discombobulates and that's where it comes down to the chiefs offensive line. Now they made all those changes in the off season draft picks trade for Orlando Brown. Chemistry has been an issue for that line. I would have loved the Broncos chances of getting home with only four, two months ago, but the line, the last few games has played better, has started to solidify. So it's, you know, it's, it's a question of, you know, can Bradley Chubb step up his game? Bradley Chubb is a number five overall pick, and yes, he was coming off of injury, but he is the alpha of that of that pass rushing group. Can he get home? Can he can he get past double teams from time to time? This yep. is a this is a big moment for Bradley Chubb. And if the Broncos are gonna get home and get pressure with four, Chubb's gotta have a big game. But it's an all hands on deck kind of thing for me. I mean, look at last week we say the four-man pressured thing anytime you go up against a good quarterback. Right. It's the way to beat Brady. It's the way to beat Manning. It's the way to beat Mahomes. It's the way to beat Herbert. And they were able to do it last week on Herbert. But it wasn't Bradley Chubb going off. It was McTelvin Ajim getting home once. It's Steven Weatherly making a play. Of course, you'd love to say, Bradley Chubb, go get us two sacks um, or you know four pressures or whatever it may be. And that that's awesome. But it's going to be everyone. You need Shelby Harris to get back there. You need Draymond Jones to get back there. And you need Vic Fangio to scheme up ways that those guys can get there without having to blitz, you know, with stunts, with all that sort of thing. Um, so it's to me, if I'm Vic, if I'm Ed Donatel, if I'm Bill Kohler, I'm looking at those guys and saying, 
You are our only chance. And you know what helps that, though, is the guys right behind him. It's the linebackers. It's the press uh, coverage that the Broncos have because what are the Chiefs so good at? Yards after catch. Ty, or, or, uh, Travis Kelsey goes four yards, turns around, because if the four-man pressure's there, then Patrick Mahomes can easily dump it off to him. If, if he's wide open, if the crossers four yards down the field are wide open— then, then it doesn't matter how good the pressure is. Patrick Mullins is just going to be able to dump it off. And then so if that coverage is there initially, you win that coverage, then that four-man pressure can get home. But you have to make sure that the four-man pressure isn't 15 yards down the field and Patrick Mahomes is running. That's when it turns into 70-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill. And that's when Nicole Hardman can thrive. And, and that's when Travis Kelsey's, you know, 40 yards downfield wide open. Yeah. Um, to me, we'll be able to tell in the first – two drives of the game does that front have what it takes um to get past these guys today uh, and if they do and if they're creating pressure and if they're making things difficult on them even if the chiefs go and score but it's mahomes running around a little bit having to make plays you might be able to say okay i don't know if that's sustainable over the whole game good news for the defense kareem jackson's practicing today uh, ronald darby's back today shelby harris is practicing today so really good news on the defensive side however on the offensive side, not as good of news, guys. Melvin Gordon, remember when he went down on the field on the wasn't the first drive yes. of the Broncos? He went down. It looked like he was done for the game. Then he came back. Well, that injury is snagging him so much. He didn't practice yesterday. He's not practicing today. Vic Fangio said he's 50-50. And to me, that's the number one key for this game is being able to run the ball uh, on the Broncos' offensive side. And it may just be Javante Williams. And boy, would this be a huge opportunity for a breakout game for Javante. But also at the same time, that's a ton of pressure yep. on his shoulders in his first NFL start if Melvin Gordon can't play. And Javante's been boomer bust. That's the thing. Like Jav Javante will get the explosive plays. But the thing is, he needs that big hole or he needs space, whereas Melvin Gordon is still the better of the two backs in terms of exploiting a narrow hole. Did you see so the little that, uh, yeah, video that... that Melvin put out of like his uh, off-season work doing the little hop and how it translated to yeah. a big run he had in that Chargers mm -hmm. game? I loved that. Yeah. I that was so yeah. sick. Um, but you're right. He's really good at just narrow, you know, looks like you're done at the line squeeze through for three looks like they've got you at the second level squeeze through for eight and that's and those are the holes that you're gonna probably see a lot of against this Chiefs front especially since Chris Jones you know was moved back inside to doing what he does best with him on the inside it's not just the pass rush he's great against the run as well there aren't a, there aren't big creases developing against this front seven right now all right so let me ask you this um Take Teddy off the table, although this might even be a, a conversation with them. The question is, if this player has the best game of their Broncos career so far, the Broncos win. Are you going, Javante? Because the best game of his career could mean like uh, 85 yards and two touchdowns. Well, hasn't he had uh, over 100 yards? Did he have 100 yards? Already? He got, yeah, he got he there has. in Dallas. Yeah, okay, okay, he did. Right. So, so it would be a 100-yard game and a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. You think I'm that's take, enough? I'm taking Javante. I think it... I mean, it, enough to cut to help them cover a ten-point spread and, and and potentially win. Yeah, I do think he's the most important person because. And what helps me with this is that also means the offensive line is playing well. So it is you know relying on other guys. But if he has a huge game, gives the Broncos the best chance to win. Mace. I mean, there's two guys: one on offense, one on defense. On defense, I'll go back to Bradley Chubb. Chubb has the best game of his career. That means he's probably getting to 
Pat Mahomes three times. And three Four, by, I think, because he has a three-sack yeah, game in his th- career. Yeah, but three is a magic number in terms of in terms of a total of sacks for a team that re- that is where the Chiefs' offense production starts to decline. And so, and then on the offensive side, Javante, I think that's a great choice. But uh, let's say you get those shots over the top. Yeah. Chiefs stack the box, and you got some audibles, and you take some shots. Jerry Judy has the game of his life on Sunday night, capitalizing on that. So Jerry, I think, had like a 115-yard game in Week 17 last year, something along that, because he had like yeah, the 92-yarder, yeah, yard play kind of. But I mean, we're happen. you know we're just approximating, or, you know, approximating stats right now. Yeah. Um, the one who's already had the biggest game, I think, is Cortland Sutton. And so for me, I'm thinking, okay, Cortland Sutton's best game of his career would probably be something north of 150 yards yep. and multiple touchdowns. I think if that were to happen, the Broncos would win the game. Here's here's where you guys are getting a little lost, though. Broncos could be down 21 points, and Cortland Sutton can put up those numbers. Javante Williams very is point. very yeah, likely very not yeah. putting up 100 yards and multiple touchdowns on the ground if the Broncos are in the game. And that's why how they do it matters. I mean, like, like Judy, actually, that game last year, week 17, Five catches, a buck forty, and a touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, the ninety-two yards will do wonders for you. <laughs> right. It certainly will. If it's ha- if it's a st- if it's his statistical best game, but it happens kind of the way Zach right, points right, out right. that I'm not sure I'm going to call it his best game, but if it's but if there are plays involved where he's got a couple of explosive catch and runs, and they're in high leverage situations, the other thing that I think could happen is it's kind of a it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. If the Chiefs stack the box, and whether it's Judy or Cortland Sutton, they get a deep play early, off-play action, take advantage of it. All of a sudden, you're pulling the safety back, and what's there? More holes for Javante Williams. Bigger creases, the kind that he knows how to exploit. So would you who cha- knows? Maybe you get the career games out of both of them. Zach, would you change your answer if I allowed you to take Teddy? Um... Boy, I mean, a career game from Teddy. What he did last year, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and 49 dropbacks, I wouldn't. I, wow. wouldn't, I, I would stick with Javante because yeah, I just I just told myself there. Yeah. yeah, because of what so Teddy dropbacks. did last week or last year against the Chiefs. He had maybe a career game and just came up short against the Chiefs. All right, let's look at – you want to know what the, the, the highest passer rating was for Teddy Bridgewater? I'd rather know QBR, but that we can start here. I don't, yeah, I don't have QBR in front of me, but he played against Chicago late in the 2015 season when the Vikings were fighting to be AFC or NFC North champions, and of course they won the division. Vikings win 38-17. Here's Teddy Bridgewater, 17 of 20 for 231 yards, 85% completion percentage, Four touchdowns, no picks, yeah. and well, a touchdown win. run. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ooh, if Teddy Bridgewater has total touchdowns. Yes. So if Teddy Bridgewater does that, okay, yeah. With all respect to everybody else, yeah. If if you're including Teddy, if Teddy has his career game, he's somehow surpassed that. Yeah. Five touchdowns, <laughs> no turnovers. That'll get it done. Yes. Um, that was fun. I like that conversation. <laughs> I and I do think it is going to take. A Herculean effort from some Bronco out there. If or multiple. Oh, yeah, at least one guy having the game of his career to give them a chance to pull off this upset. Remember, it's not just that it's the Chiefs. It's also that it's at Arrowhead. It's also that it's Sunday Night Football. It's also that it's December when no one does, although the weather 
hopefully doesn't you know, feel touch like wood, December doesn't feel like it's going to affect that this game that much there's so much going up up against the Broncos here that someone's gonna have to go out there and and take over the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep absolutely probably guys on both sides of the ball and if that happens you're going to want to be here at the DNVR oh, bar. We're having goodness. the watch party of all watch parties on Sunday night. You know, we thought we were only going to get one primetime game this year, so we did it big for Thursday night football. We're doubling down. We're going even bigger uh, for this Sunday night football game. Get here early. We're going to be doing the tailgate downstairs, not the – well, I mean, it will be like doing a tailgate if you get here early for the game, but we're also going to do our show, the tailgate, as sort of a tailgate slash pregame show yep. hybrid we're going to be getting hyped down there andre will be screaming obscenities it'll be awesome um and you can come down here and have a great time of course once the game gets rolling we'll be doing giveaways uh our justin simmons shirts Ooh, baby are those things good looking those are in in the store now so you can come down and buy them but we're also going to be giving them away for some of our raffle winners it's going to be an absolute blast come down here and have the best sunday night ever if the Broncos, it's going to, but if not, it'll still be a great, it's going to be, it's going to be the best Sunday night ever. And guys, now is the time of year. What are we, we're about three weeks out from Christmas and you're thinking, Oh boy, what do I get my friends? What do I get my dad? What do I get my brother for, for Christmas? And you think, do I just give him a a gift card? That seems boring. I had this conversation just last night and then till it went ding, ding, ding manscape. You hit up our friends over at Manscaped, and maybe you don't want to go with the lawnmower 4.0 for for your dad. It's too but, suggestive, you but think? It, potentially, yeah, or your brother. But maybe you want to go with the shampoo and conditioner package. Uh, they have so many products over at Manscaped, and you can get, get your it dad all. The weed whacker. You you could get him the weed whacker at 20 percent off by using the code DNVR over at Manscaped.com. You'll get 20 percent off, and you can give it as a gift too. Nothing's better than that, saving money and getting someone a great gift and of course check out the perfect package 4.0 which you'll get the lawnmower 4.0 you will get so many of their great products including the crop reserver crop reviver they have so much more than just the razor over at manscape so check them out at manscape.com use that promo code dnvr and you'll get 20 percent and free shipping it's the perfect gift maybe even for yourself do you consider beer a good christmas gift absolutely especially so, a little christmas ale keg would you accept if someone gave you a christmas ale keg would you accept that and say, thank you? What a thoughtful present. I would say, like, yeah, like, let's hang out and drink this beer. What other gift did you <laughs> give me? <laughs> so that's not enough. You want something else. Uh, you know, it's a it's a, it's a, a great gift from, like, a cousin. Yeah, I was going to say, an, okay. a, an uncle. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Is a, is a, is a well, I was trying one. to sell the notion of beer <laughs> hey, as a Christmas gift. I'm just right also trying to get, not, get people in trouble with their family. You're trying to get a manscape out of it, too. Yeah, yeah, bring a Manscaped and a Christmas keg. <laughs> well, I know, but we're trying to sell some Christmas. Yeah, we're trying to sell some Breck Brews here, too. Wait, but you and say... So what I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's a bad gift. Yeah, just yeah. You say that you're going right to drink the beer with them. Are you also going to Manscaped with them? Drink. You know, if you drink enough. <laughs> yeah. It's really true. Well, maybe you're not going to drink with them. But anyway, beer is a great Christmas gift. You know, but people give wine bottles all the time, right? Yes. I mean, kind of like we talked about, have beef instead of turkey. You know what? People give wine bottles. Why give a wine bottle? Maybe the person in your life would rather have beer. Give some Christmas ale. Give a 15-pack of Breck Brews. You can go find where to get some of those Breckenridge Brews by going to their Breckenridge Beer locator on their website because it's not just about Colorado. You can find that Christmas ale. You can find plenty of Breck Brews. Pretty much anywhere you go in the lower 48, probably in Alaska and Hawaii too, though I will admit I have not checked. So you may want to check on that yourself. So 
It's a great gift. Seltzer's a great gift as well. Get some of that good company hard seltzer. So maybe the person in your life doesn't like beer but likes those hard seltzers. Get them, you know, a little bit of a little bit of seltzer with fruit, that fruit element in it. Delicious. Check it out. Check it out. Check all the Breckenridge brews out, of course, at your local liquor store, package store, grocery store, wherever. Like I said, go to the Breck Beer Locator, find where to get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews wherever you are. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Time to put your name on a number. Time to go with our official score predictions for Sunday's game. Does anyone have it in them? Does anyone have it in them? Mace, I'll start with you. I have it in the I have it in myself and I have it in the Broncos for them to beat the spread. Okay. It's going to That doesn't sound good for the Broncos chances. <laughs> no, I mean I, I I think they play them tough. I think we see more of what we've seen in the previous games of Vic Fangio defenses against this Chiefs offense. We see Kansas City settling for field goals when they get in the red zone. But Kansas City's defense, and I know there people are saying, oh, well, they got the Cowboys without, without a receiver or two. They got, they got the Packers without uh, Aaron Rodgers. We'll throw that out. What about what, little thing. what about what they did to the Raiders? <laughs> you know, the, right. Ra- the Raiders are the Raiders. Yeah, and then the Raiders turned around against the Cowboys and put up a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, and it's been a different Chiefs defense since they got Chris Jones back. <sighs> 23... 17 Kansas City. Okay. Moral victory? If you believe in that sort of thing, sure. Mm, no moral victories for me, guys. I said Sunday night's going to be a freaking blast, and I think so. I think it's going to be so much fun. The lead-up to it is going to be so much fun. And I think there's a reason that people are, are saying this feels like a, a, a pickup game, a toss-up game. But in the end, I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs cover 24-13. to 13. I still think it's oh, fun. Oh, come on. And in my head, I'm still thinking kind of a moral victory here. Vic Fangio's defense does well. But, guys, I am buying the hype in the Chiefs' defense, and I just think – uh, pe- people, pe- just like you were saying, people are are discounting what the Chiefs' defense has done. It's not like the Broncos' offense has been a powerhouse. Yeah. Now, if you want to look, they've almost put up 30 points in two of their past three games, but there was some help from the defense. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, a lot of fans are going to be mad at Pat Shermer, and I think a lot of fans are going to say, well, Vic Fangio gave him a chance, but as a head coach, he still deserves to be gone. Broncos lose and lose to the spread. Guys, you're doing it. I knew it. I believe. (laughs) I believe in Vic Fangio's game plan against Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I believe in Pat Sertan's ability to elevate this defense. I believe in Baron Browning going out there and playing one of the games of his life. I believe in Bradley Chubb getting pressure. I believe in Shelby Harris knocking down passes at the line. Let's go, baby. I believe in Justin Simmons, and I believe in Kareem Jackson, and I believe in this offense to run the ball effectively, and I believe in Teddy Bridgewater to convert key third downs and i believe in this team to do just enough to get themselves their first victory Mm. against the kansas city chiefs in their last 12 tries guys i believe i think that there's a little bit of magic in the air in denver this year and i should say this week i think they're going to carry it with them to kansas city i think they find a way someone's got to say it and i'll be the one broncos win 
I love it, Ryan. I hope that's what happens. I hope that's what happens. That would mean huge things. That would mean the Broncos are in first place in the AFC West. That means the Broncos won't have their longest losing streak in franchise history against the Chiefs because right now they're tied for their longest ever at 11. One more would be the longest. And, man, they would be in first place, and this town would be going absolutely crazy. I hope you're right. Got to believe and believe. How is it happening? Is it uh, last-second field goal to break a tie? Is it Teddy Bridgewater with his first late-game touchdown drive in several years? Is it holding off a comeback from the Chiefs at the end? How do you see this? So this is a... Seventeen. <laughs> All right. What's going to happen is the Broncos are going to get a late interception. Um, they're down. Tw- I got. I got to feel this. I got to feel this out. Maybe I need to change my score because I'm. I'm. I'm feeling some vibes that don't add up with my score. Okay. Go with it. You have to go with. See the vibes. what I'm thinking is like. I'm thinking it's seventeen yeah. seventeen. Okay. And the Broncos intercept Pat Mahomes. Pat Sertan gets it done. Let's go, um, baby. They go down. And they end up punching it in with like eight minutes left in the game. The Chiefs go down, they stall out, they're forced to kick a field goal. So maybe 24 20. So 24 20 is, that, is what I'm now feeling. Because the other thing I was thinking is like you had 24 21, and I thought, is it 24 13? The Chiefs get a touchdown, get the two point conversion, and then the Broncos run the four minute offense and run Ooh, it out. That would be nice. No, this one, the Chiefs have the ball. But they have very little time and very little timeouts. They have to go score a touchdown and because uh, they're down 24-20 and the Broncos are able to get the stop. What is very little time for Patrick Mahomes? Because, I mean, you say if you told me 29 seconds, I'd say, yeah, probably enough for Mahomes. I mean, is he getting the ball back with 11 seconds? He's getting the ball back with like a minute, eight seconds left. Okay. But no timeouts. And he's got to get And they a have touchdown. to get six. Right, right. All right. I love it. I, I love it. See, I he- hope you're – yeah, sorry. He's not he's not Aaron Rodgers in that situation. I think Mahomes needs about a minute if he's got to go to the end to zone. To the end zone. To the end zone. Mm, I'm taking I mean, I I don't think he If it's if who knows how much Rodgers needs. needs like 30 seconds. Mahomes needs about a minute. Yeah, yeah you know I'm gonna I, take, I, not going to take Rodgers. I don't know what he needs. Um he probably needs no time at all, but and you know what this would also need do? To get that stop. We've mentioned everything against the Broncos and what they'd be breaking if they they're able to get the win. This would also be the first time that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid together have ever lost on a bye week, coming out of a bye week. They're seven and zero. So I mean, the Broncos have everything going against them. And Ryan, I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too. But we have it all. We have the Broncos winning. We have the Broncos covering, and we have the Chiefs winning. As and usual, covering. I took yeah. the middle ground. Yes, no surprise there. Uh, We've got some super chats here, so let's hit these real quick. Uh, Huge one from Fullbacks for Life. Uh, Got a DraftKings account and used my initial bets on Broncos over Chargers. Now I'm structuring my free bets for a big payout when the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Best part, using those winnings at the bar. Let's go, Broncos. Hashtag DNVR for life. Let's go. That is fantastic. I hope you're winning so much money. I mean, those free bets can go a long way if the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Maybe, you know, fullbacks for life. Um gets the vibes going andrew beck touchdown i like flat. i like the handle because i want to i want to see this team play deliberately and that means i want to see under center offset eye andrew beck love it yeah yeah i love it too i i just hope it's I more kinda of i wish they uh, had someone better than andrew beck to fill that i, was gonna say, I, I hope yeah. it's uh i hope it's mike purcell 
He's got the club on. I think he's done it. guys as he's coming through. Before. Or what if we get just a total F you to Andy Reid? What if we get a Mike Purcell jump pass touchdown? Oh, my God. In I, Kansas City. I, this I'm is probably like, just ascend. Yeah. <laughs> this is fan fiction. At, at that point, point, it's like stop the season. Like that, just end it. Go I'm, out in a high. That's it. Done. On, on top of that, he throws it with his club hand. Just okay, now like we're getting volleyball. <laughs> yes, yeah, now exactly. now we're really getting into like the stuff of Disney movies here. Exactly. Except we didn't lose a parent along the way. They do like a little dance behind the line of scrimmage, like the Chiefs do <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. before the snap. All right, yeah. one more super chat here. So it's a super sticker. Oh. All right, uh, Super Sticker says, character looking really impressed, saying, whoa. Oh, maybe it Ryan's prediction. Yeah. Um, what's the update on Michael Ojemudia? Personally, after the KC game, I want to see him take Fuller's reps at nickel uh, come the Lions game. Young beats Wash. I asked Vic Fangio about Ojemudia today, and it was a standard answer. He's doing fine, could return later on the season. He is practicing. But uh, I kind of agree with you there, Bryce, that uh, if teams pick at Fuller, and if there's one thing that really worries me is if the Chiefs go at Kyle Fuller. Which they will. They will. They will. (laughs) So we've seen, like, most of the big plays conceded by the secondary in the past game, they've involved Kyle Fuller over the course of the year. So is there a window for O.J. Moody to come back? If Fuller struggles, O.J. Moody gets healthy, I absolutely think you'd see a lot of him. I don't think they would hesitate to put him out there. No, I I don't think so either. And just a couple injury notes. I talked about the defensive side. Good news on the Broncos' offensive side outside of Melvin Gordon. Uh, I've had some people ask about Dalton Reisner. He's back this week. And then also... Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey both practice today. Garrett is officially off the COVID list. And uh, according to Bobby Massey's wife on Twitter. Shout out, Angela. Yes, Yes. shout out, Angela. Bobby's playing this week, so you're going to have your right tackle back. (laughs) And there's no reason that Garrett Bowles, if he's practicing on a Thursday, that he won't be back as well. So Broncos likely going to be back to as close to full strength on their offensive line as they're going to be this year. I will say Angela has not been the most accurate source. She (laughs) did say he'll be back right after the bye, which did not happen. Well, so then Vic Fangio may be a little more accurate of a source. Potentially. Potentially. I don't know. He said he was hopeful that Bobby would be playing this week. And, and it was more of a, uh, yes, he. I'm hopeful in a yes, he is playing instead of like a, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hopeful. hopeful. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, a, I'm, I'm hopeful he's going to be out right, there. Right, right, right. Like, like a, yeah, I'm hopeful. Get him some uh, some burnt ends and some beans, and he'll be ready to go. I don't oh know, though. Gosh, like beans, Yesterday, beans. I'll tell you what. Like, Todd Davis, we had him on the radio, and he we were asking, like, what goes on in Kansas City? Why are you guys struggle there? He started. He talked about how sometimes no on those way. Saturday nights, they'd go, out, they'd go out for these big meals. And he's like, yeah, no we felt way. a little slow. And then, he correct, and then, like, he corrected himself and said, yeah, I'm actually putting that on myself. I ate too much. I was a little bit slow out there. This, this is, is coming from the guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who told me he'd Cinnabon multiple times a week during yes, the season. During the season. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, you got you, you're tempted. Maybe it helps. That absolutely blows my mind. These types of things absolutely blow they, my they, mind. Well, they give them money, okay? Like the way that the Broncos do their road trips, they give everyone a per diem. Like and, they need it. Yeah, and say, okay, go out, go get some grub, and uh, come on back for the meetings at 7 o'clock. And Did still you get it. in on that when you were on? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the staff got per diems as well. Nice. See, that so, should happen. It, so inevitably, given those few hours, and in particular, I can think of 
uh, one hotel they would often stay at out in Overland Park that was a very quick Uber ride from a jack stack. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably, you'd have a bunch, you'd have a fleet of Ubers heading about a mile or so, mile a mile down the road, and then another half mile up, and invading jack stack i'm i'm extremely not okay with this yeah this like is i don't know so if i'm bad. being like a so you don't so if i run into a bronco player at dinner on saturday this is a bad thing no i, mean, I think it's how they handle themselves right there's nothing wrong with a protein packed right. dinner the night before right. a game but the idea of like going there and feasting as if it's Thanksgiving and like going home with a stomachache because you ate so much barbecue. And then the more. next day yeah. your tummy's filled with gas. At least, hey, but they do have more time to digest them. And what's more, you can quite, get for breakfast too. Quite though. often the meal they get on the way out of Arrowhead, because sometimes Don't they'll have like this. catering. Yeah, catering. Yeah, but no, they'll get get like there have been a lot of games where the Broncos have played at Arrowhead and the guys are walking out and they get gates barbecue nice that's Hater, fine. right there get, get anything you so want the point after the being game. after you, you win can, you can scratch the itch after if you want to eat a little lighter before i just think like if i maybe my players would hate me for this if i was a coach every single meal would be designed for the players why wouldn't you cater that so that one you're everyone's eating what you want them to two no one's leaving the hotel it's kind of a team bonding thing look it's not like they have multiple days there where you're like shoot we can't lock them up in a hotel this whole time get them in the conference room get them whatever you want instead of fried chicken how about it's normal chicken and then after the game you reward them with the fried chicken and all the beans they can eat and all the cornbread and everything like that right exactly. i totally but agree players Ryan. do go out together though that's even though they, they do to, they do like, group, like position groups go out you do see guys but like i just don't i just now that i know now that i've heard that quote i'm sorry like i heard yesterday i mean it was just like it's really bad it's really bad there's nothing like retirement to really get these guys to be honest you know you hear like a guy like von miller who say getting a personal nutritionist changed his career how does every player not have a personal nutritionist yes oh i I completely agree it doesn't make any sense like to speak of von you know, guys are bringing out fried chicken and all this fried stuff in the Broncos oh. facility. And I think we're even talking to Vaughn. It's like, what? This doesn't make sense. Oh. And Vaughn kind of just whips out his own food that, yeah, he that pulls his, out own his own guy has, has made. And it, it's it's not fried. He's got it a little lunchbox with his name on it. <laughs> but it was those Thursday runs. We'd see like a bunch of guys come in with like Popeyes and, you know, all. all Doghouse uh, was all, a big all, one. All manner of stuff. Well, but that being said, I mean, I can take you back to. The Mike Shanahan era, when every Friday the lunch was Popeyes chicken, biscuits. I don't understand this. Red beans and rice, and then the other option was this pizza, which I kid you not is the greasiest pizza I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not gonna like you took like bus. three paper towels to get all the grease off this stuff. I just don't get we've it. Got, we've got people in the comments saying I'm getting hungry. Me too. I'm getting oh, hungry me too. too. <laughs> me too. I, I just I don't get it because. You're, you really only have, like, one asset that is, that, that is your career. It's your body. Yeah. It's the only thing you have. And so, to me, I would just think you would go above and beyond to do every little thing to give your body the best fuel, to give you the best chance of performing well on Sundays. Going out the, the night before a game and, and just gorging on barbecue food blows my mind. The good news is, though... They've got 24 hours right. after that meal right. now. Well, it's it's a not game. It's, it's a night game. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's worse when you're playing that noon kickoff at Arrowhead. Right. But well, you, you got a you got a day to kind of let that thing process and sleep it off and all that. And that's why the yeah. Vaughn's quote it was such a good quote, but it was also such a, a real quote about he's he's a Ferrari. 
He's not putting uh, unleaded fuel in his body. It's yep. so true. Yep. It's so true. And that was after, of course, he got food poisoning from mozzarella sticks at the movie theater. <laughs> uh, probably very much unleaded gas right there. So, so guys, my next question is, uh, are the chart yes. uh, are, are the chargers going to be putting too much skyline chili? in their belly mm, when they play the Cincinnati Bengals well, if, in Cincinnati this Sunday. If they do, it's going to run through them quick. It might run through them by the time they kick off against, <laughs> the, against the Bengals. Or it could be Cincinnati. running through them, and yeah. they'll have a little Lamar Jackson situation. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> um. So the, the Bengals, of course, we're not picking against the spread here. Yep. Chargers going into Cincinnati. Who do you have in this game? Well, I don't even need to ask Ryan. You don't he, need he's to ask picking me. the Bengals. Mace, who are you picking? <laughs> Man, the thing is, like, which Bengals team are you getting? I mean, which Chargers team exactly? Are you getting? These are the two most. They're very similar. The most inconsistent good teams that you can imagine. Now that now that being said, if you look at the Bengals, the last two games since their bye, outscoring the Raiders and Steelers by a combined seventy-three to twenty-three. I think maybe they've turned a corner here, mm. and. We saw the trouble that the, the Chargers defense have with the Broncos. I think they're going to have even more trouble with the array of weapons that Cincinnati has. I'm going to take – I'm not – they're not the Bungles anymore. They're the Bengals. I think they get this done in the jungle. Ryan, do you want to make it official? Yeah, uh, give me the Bengals. Uh, Chargers going to Charger, as always. Yeah, I have uh, I have the Bengals first. Or, or, or I have the Bengals as well. But if I would have gone first, I would have picked the Bengals. But now since you guys are both picking the Bengals, oh, I yeah. have to chase here. I'm going Chargers. Uh, I actually the, – the way I honestly view this is the Bengals are taking off. They're, they're going in the right direction. And, man, I was scared about this Bengals game before the start of the season – how do you think I'm feeling now? Oh my goodness, is, not good at all. Is that a home game? It, it is. is a, it is a home game. It's the one right after the Lions game. Uh, the Bengals are looking really good. Destroyed the Steelers last week, 41 to 10. Uh, and guys, we are very close. And maybe this conversation starts coming around when the Broncos play the Bengals to uh, uh, people saying. Did the Broncos really mess up on Zach Taylor? Spelled the right way, by the way. Z-A-C, shout out to Zach Taylor. But remember, the Broncos interviewed Zach Taylor, and then they went Vic Fangio route. It couldn't have been the, the more opposite of a hire. The old defensive coordinator guy compared to the young offensive guy. Vic had all the experience in the world as a defensive coordinator. Zach Taylor was never even the offensive coordinator out there with the Rams. Uh, that conversation is going to get picked up pretty soon, especially if the Broncos struggle in, this, in these next two Would games. Would Broncos country have been as patient with Zach Taylor? That's the interesting thing because Cincinnati they're, they're, was been, a, yeah. they're patient with Vic. I yeah. mean, patient in the way of he's still the coach. Right, right. they're but not he, patient at all. No one would be patient but, about anything. But. but Zach Taylor had a worse record, a much worse record than Vic Fangio in those first two worst years. Teams. Got a rookie. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like Cincinnati, I think there was kind of a there's a little bit of a wiring toward more patience there than here. But you Wait. can't deny the results now. And the other thing on Cincinnati, guys, I th have you sat down and watched them this yeah. season? I think they might be the most entertaining team in football. They're like really that, fun. Like, if you wanted an entertaining Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. <laughs> Sounds no crazy. Yeah, the I-75 no, no Super Bowl. Kansas yeah. Kansas City and uh, Bucks. I think, would be a little more entertaining. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was not. Although was not. I was thoroughly entertained. All uh, yes, I think all of Broncos <laughs> country was. All right, guys, the last game in the AFC West this weekend. Washington football team. 
going in to Las Vegas. You got to go first Raiders. this time since you waited for our picks to make your pick last yeah, time. Yeah, well, this is an easy one to me, guys. I was so wrong on the Washington football. I wasn't so wrong. I was freaking two-point conversion away uh, from the Washington football team losing or at least tying it up with the Saints. By the way, or but with Seattle, but why didn't Russell Wilson run that in? On that fourth down, that was that was terrible. Uh, maybe he's tanking his, tanking his trade value in order to come to the Broncos, as Broncos fans keep saying. <laughs> I love that take. But I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders, guys. They, I mean, we talk about the Bengals being up and down. We talk about the Chargers being up and down. The Raiders are even more up and down, in my opinion. It seemed like the Raiders' season was over just two weeks ago, and they were going to go, you know, one and seven down the stretch. Then they beat the Cowboys, and they, 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 a uh, really impressive game from them on Thanksgiving. I think they're going to carry that against the football team. I'm not believing in the Taylor Heineke hype right now, so give me the Raiders. Yeah, and the thing is, what would we, what do we keep talking about with the Raiders post Henry Ruggs? Like, that the offense lacks explosion. Well, that changed in the Cowboy game, and I think that's more a sign of kind of where they're going that they're that Greg Olson has figured some things out I got there I've got the Raiders in this one at home well I guess I'll be the one who says every team in the <laughs> AFC West but the Broncos loses this weekend give me the football team <laughs> Taylor Heineke goes out there and gives one of his signature gritty performances and uh and they beat the Raiders by the so way the that Bron- the Broncos win over Washington looks a lot better now doesn't it sure it's, does it certainly yeah. does it won't look better if you watch it again no. Um, but it feels better on the song. Now it looks the like now it looks like even that even though they did their best to try to lose it at the end, off in terms of the fumble, it in the game management looks like a a gritty win over a good team. So this means that the Broncos, in your mind, Ryan, have a two game lead after this weekend on the Raiders and the Chargers. They have the head to head against the Chiefs. So not only are they in first place in the AFC West, but they've got a pretty good With a cushy grip home game on it. Up. Exactly. A cushy home game to end the season or, or to end the season against the Chiefs at least. I've got the Broncos right there tied for second in the AFC West still. And Mace, you're kind of right there as well. Broncos still tied. And for me, I just want to put this out here first before or before the game so that people aren't aren't saying, well, now you're just changing the narrative. If the Broncos lose this game, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. They're, they're expected to lose. They should lose. If a miracle happens, which is kind of what a 10-point underdog winning is. Did if it that, feel like a miracle when they beat the Cowboys? Uh, This is different. Okay. I mean, the, the only thing they had going against them then was the 10-point spread. Now they have literally everything Fair. that could be going the against them. The magnitude was them. the miracle, not the win. Yeah, but being up 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And so, to me, if the Broncos lose this game, it's okay. It's it still okay. The Broncos still have a will have a winning record in their past 5 games. I think they'll be 3 and 2. Just take a deep breath. Join us after the game. Or man, if they win, really join us after the game. If they win, we're setting YouTube num- <laughs> records. Um by the way, speaking of, you know, the listeners and everything, want to thank everyone who sent us uh, their Spotify wrapped yes, yesterday. Way too <clears throat> cool. Seeing how many people had us as their number one podcast. The the just vast numbers that people were sending us. Nineteen thousand minutes. I did the uh, the math on that. That's thirteen days of the whole year. You were just <laughs> listening to us. Um, that type of stuff is just so so cool. It really, really hope just... you were driving or doing something else. 
or gardening. Well, or, a lot know. of people can just listen when they're yes. at work, you know, yeah. or they have longer commutes. I know the one Brian specifically has a That's, long commute to work. Yeah. So uh, it was just so cool and just highlights how awesome this community is. We really appreciate you guys for all of that. Uh, we also appreciate our friends over at Snooze Sleep. Man, if the Broncos win on Sunday, we will be sleeping. Well, we might not sleep a lot because we'll be here partying at the bar yeah. all night. But we will be sleeping great when we finally do get to sleep. And I will be doing so on my snooze flip mattress. Um, the only thing that can help you sleep better or as good as a Broncos win over the Chiefs every single night. Uh, this thing is so comfortable. You, and it's a four-in-one mattress, meaning you can choose between the firm side or the soft side. You can choose... Uh, the cool side of the cover or the warm side of the cover. It's really, really cool as you kind of customize your mattress. And it's the first ever four-in-one mattress that you can just have shipped straight to you. I don't know how they do this stuff, but they're able to pack a whole mattress into a little box uh, and send it right to your house. Saves you the effort of having to find like a pickup truck or whatever to go get your mattress and bring it to yourself. So uh, check out the Snooze Flip mattress, the four-in-one mattress, uh, and you will not regret it. You will sleep like a baby. And speaking of sleeping like babies, if you bet on tonight's game over at DraftKings Sportsbook and win, man, you're going to feel great going into conference championship games and college football this weekend, going into Sunday night football with the Broncos. And if you bet $1 on any team to score in any NFL game this week, you'll get $100 if there's a score in that game. That's all you have to do. Bet on one team to win in a game, and if there's a point scored in that game, you get $100 in free bets for new customers over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, even though Taysom Hill's starting tonight, I bet there's still a point scored in the Thursday night football game, and our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook have three great odds boosts, and I think one of them is juicy. It's called King of the Hill. It's over at Odds Boost on DraftKings Sportsbook. Taysom Hill to score a touchdown in the first half, plus 550 Ooh. Guys, if if the Saints score a touchdown in the first half, it's going to be Taysom Hill. So I think the real question here is, do the are the Saints going to score a touchdown? If so, then you got to love those odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, new customers get $100 in free bets if you bet $1 on a team to win and a point is scored in that game. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. By the way, I wish I could do my pick of the week again because a long-term pick, I'm loving Colorado State to win the Mountain West. Mm. Seven to four odds right now. They're actually the favorite at DraftKings Sportsbook to win the Mountain West. In basketball, in basketball. not football. Oh, yes. football <laughs> doesn't exist right now. Good on them Although, for, yes. uh, you know, identifying the rat and getting it's, it out. It's very true. They had to. It would have co probably cost them more money in ticket sales and sweet sales well, and whatnot to keep Adazio around for one Let's hope game. that the next I – mean, I hope the next hire gets people in the seats because that – now that I've actually been there, that is a very nice facility up there. And Say it that is again? You, Allie, can we clip that? Yes. And it is sad seeing 12 people in the stands. Yeah. Like, when they say the 12th man, they're literally just talking about the 12th dude that walked <laughs> through the turnstile. Of course, he's uh, he's taking it a little too far now. <laughs> Had to get one in. <laughs> Really a few bad. more. Now, Allie's taking shots. I can't <laughs> they, ask her to I, Like I said, I want to see that stadium full. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, me too. I certainly do as well. Um, yeah, hopefully they get a big name in there. Maybe uh, Urban Meyer can just come over. Oh, God, don't do that. You don't, You want Urban Meyer involved with nothing, definitely including in your coaching hire. I don't even want him, like, visiting Colorado. Yeah. No, no. If he says, hey, I've got a guy for you on my staff, 
and that's Charlie Strong, former coach at Louisville, Texas, and South Florida, hang up the phone. Uh, just don't ever call him in the first into place. The ground. No. <laughs> anyway, so I also want to tell you about the American Raptors, which right here in the Denver area, in Glendale, your Colorado rugby team has rebranded again, and this rebrand is here to stay. They're the American Raptors, and they're composed of crossover athletes who are now playing the game of rugby. They ended their first season at 5-5. Five and five. They just went down to Montevideo, Uruguay for a tournament. Our guy Colton Strickler had all that covered. You can check out his coverage over at ddmvr.com. The American Raptors, they're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. Like I said, they're athletes. They come from other sports, and they're playing rugby, learning how to play the game. This is about developing players for the national team to improve the form of the national team. And if you want to go watch the American Raptors over in Glendale and Infinity Park, it's free. That's right, free. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, no problem. AmericanRaptors.com will stream all of the games from their website. And our guy, Colton Strickler, like I mentioned, he's got it all covered for you. He's got the weekly DMVR rugby podcast and all the latest things going on with the American Raptors and all things rugby in the United States over at DMVR Rugby. All right, guys, let's jump into the comments here, and we do have one more Super Chat to hit right now. It's from Bryce. Again, hands down the best Broncos-related podcast in the game, hey. he says. Appreciate oh, yeah. you guys. Go Broncos. Appreciate you so much, Bryce, and all of you guys tuning in today. Also, while you're you know praising us, you might as well just hit us with a thumbs up on the YouTube there. Absolutely. We always appreciate those. Of course, you can subscribe. You can sign up for alerts every time we go live. We appreciate all that stuff. And you can always get your comments read if you become a member at thednvr.com. And we've got quite a few today, so let's hop right into them, boys. The first one here comes in from Omaha. Run the ball. Run it again. Run it some more. Put together an, off an awesome defensive performance. Take advantage of big play opportunities when they arise. This is pretty much the only way the boys are winning on Sunday. I mean, that that is, I think, in my mind, the number one formula for the Broncos to win. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, then hit the deep, deep, deep plays when you need them. All right, if I tell you this, you get to choose between, um, I don't know. Let's see if I can phrase this right. You get to choose between they run the ball at a four and a half yards per carry clip the whole game, okay. but they aren't able to get anything over the top. Okay. Or they run it at 3.9, but they get two deep shots. Which are you taking? What are the deep shots? Are they 40 yards or are they 70-yard touchdowns? <clears throat> Not touchdowns, but big chunkers. Okay, I'm taking the four and a half. The Broncos aren't winning this game if the ground game isn't very good. Elite. And, and I think four and a half is very good. Okay. Mace, which, which one are you taking? Well, you know, I actually, I'm going through. I had to just get my uh, spreadsheet out. He's buying time. <laughs> He's buying time <laughs> oh, no. right here. He's buying time. He's crunching the numbers. Can't just go I, off, I, can't just go off the vibes of, of the question. <laughs> no, gotta, because I'm, cur I'm curious to see buying what the more average. Time over here. Look at this. Well, I'm curious to see what, what teams that have averaged uh, that, that little yards per carry have done and uh, let's see 3.9 yards per carry that's what you said mm -hmm. and that has happened 19 times in games that uh, Mahomes has started and the Chiefs are uh, 14 and 5 in those games what are so they in other words not impossible to win yeah. with 3.9 a carry so I'm taking 3.9 with deep shots wait mm -hmm. wait wait you said the Chiefs are 14 and 5 and with Mahomes and you're taking that I'm well, taking the other you know, one <clears throat> you know what do you know what they are in all other games with Mahomes <laughs> yeah. They're 36 and 10. 
So, so what, other words, what happens if what you I'm up saying it? is there's I mean, not 36 and 10. The other one's just as just it's, it's actually better odds. No, it's not. No, it's not. 15 no, and not. five and 30. 14 and five and 30s. 14 and five and 36. So more and than double the wins. You know, it, while you double the losses. Wait, what? It's the exact same. It's the exact same ratio. No, Thirty-four to ten and fifteen to no, five. No, because like if if you double fourteen you, and five, how do you see that as the same that's ratio? That's twenty-eight and ten. If you double yeah. the win and loss, so literally you have be- it's it's slightly better chances, but it's not something it really kind of moves the. Needle. I thought you said thirty-four and ten is their record when they average. Here, no, I'll just start it over. The Chiefs <laughs> in Mahomes' starts, if an opponent averages three point nine yards or fewer per game. Yep. And rushing, yep. Then the Chiefs are fourteen and five. Right, right. When the opponent averages four point oh yards or more, yeah, they're thirty six and ten. So what we're saying is, it the doesn't. The chances go up when you rush for less yardage per carry, which basically tells you there's no correlation yes. in yards per carry and success right. against the Chiefs. Right. Yeah, that's why. Which I'm is saying. why, like which is why I'm saying, <laughs> give me the deep shots. And I'll take three point nine. Mm, yes, I, yes, I see what you're saying. The correlation right, right, right. is in freak is in run frequency Ooh. and time of possession. Well, not in yards per carry. But run frequency, that's because teams are winning. I think that's more right. of a correlation. That's not a causation. Yeah, that's but that's the thing. Like you, you want to keep the game. Too much science talking. You have to. <laughs> you have to keep the game close. I. I should have never done that. Uh, <laughs> we went way down the rabbit hole. Hey. All right, next one's from Manning's Forehead. Man, I feel like every year the Chiefs' defense is awful. Then it turns into a top 10 unit in the last two months. I'm very anxious about this game. That That's is what how happened. it feels. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what happened two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. That's why I'm kind of like I'm getting some vibes here from the Chiefs. If they their defense keeps on doing this and their, and their offense gets back too close to its normal level, that's the formula. They've got it. I mean, I'm not even getting vibes. The Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West right now, and to me, it's not even close. I mean, they're, in my mind right now, they're going to be the representatives in the Super Bowl for the AFC, and that's why it would be so massive if the Broncos pull off this upset and why I am not panicking if they lose like by 11 points like I have because the Chiefs would be at home. They'll be coming off a bye, and I think they're the best team. Oh, yeah, that's another thing going against them that we haven't talked enough about is the bye. Is the bye. 7-0 yeah. and oh when Pat, when Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes coming on. And it's and like nine, he's like 19-3. and 19-3. Three. Three. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the Chiefs are 19-3. and th- Andy Reid is 19-3 and three off a of bye, and the Broncos are 3-19 and 19 in December in Kansas City. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it, it's really tough, guys. The Chiefs, to me, especially if this year goes successfully for them where they're like in the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, it just really feels like they're becoming the San Antonio Spurs. Where the Spurs, when they got to a point of dominance, they didn't care about the regular season. I mean, they just wanted to be in a good spot come the playoffs, and that would feel exactly like what this season was for the Chiefs. They didn't care about the first half of the season. Second half of the season, they're like, okay, we'll figure it out enough so that we can be in a good spot. I hope that's not the case. I hope the Broncos derail that plan on Sunday. But if so, it's what it feels like. Yeah. From Howler Bro Surf. Uh, thanks to the NVR team for the great work keeping us hyped for this week's game. I don't want to jinx anything, but I think you're all giving way too much credit to the Chiefs' D. They may be better than they were earlier, but these great stats came against the Giants, trash. Packers without Rodgers equal trash. And the horribly inconsistent Raiders and Cowboys. Sure, we can be inconsistent too, but we have a solid blueprint and perhaps some momentum. I will say, if there's one thing you're going to point to, this would be it. Of to course. say that maybe maybe it's, you know, fluky that they've turned it on this much. Um, the Packers, like, I wa- I think we all watched that Packers game. Jordan Love had no business being out there. Um, 
obviously the Giants, you know, they're the Giants. And the Raiders and Cowboys. The Cowboys is the one that I would say, well, let's not try to discredit the Cowboys. But they are inconsistent. Well, and here's something that I would say when you go through that is who do you think this Broncos offense is? Right. I mean, the, this right, Broncos right. offense isn't a powerhouse by any means. In fact, if we're ranking these, you put the Broncos offense above the Packers with Jordan Love playing. Mm-hmm. You probably put the Broncos offense above the Giants. I agree with, with Howler, Bro Wolf, Trash. But then, come on. You got to put the Broncos offense below the Cowboys and the Raiders, even though the Broncos beat the Cowboys. Yep. He goes on and says, uh, love all of y'all, but I'm with Mace on the Fangio thing. Anyhow, anything can happen, but as of now, I still think he's gone. RK, your take on his uh, safety is as bad as your uniform style takes, oh, so you're just oh. saying it's great. Um, oh. Just teasing, it all won't matter in a few months when Fangio is gone, and we have Todd Bowles and Russell Wilson. Oh, man, it Ooh. seems like Howler Broserf starts off this comment by saying, you know, Broncos got a shot against the Chiefs, but then he ends it by pretty much saying, I hope the Broncos lose this game on Sunday. It's, it, it, it's crazy how much fans want uh, Teddy gone, how much fans want Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio gone instead of, like, success for the team. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got to say, in addition to the, the compliment, thank you, Todd Bowles and Russell Wilson, man, that would – I'd like that. Of course, yeah. I, mean, I love Todd Bowles. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> how about the Broncos going to the playoffs this year, winning the AFC West, and then it's Russell Wilson and Vic Fangio? Count, count me in. I, I mean, literally said, I will what's take... wrong with that? Why can't people hope for that? It doesn't mean that everything's going to be the same if they if they make the it, playoffs. Shermer, the offensive coordinator? People of, of, are... Probably, of course. They, okay. just, they just beat the Chiefs and, and you they know made what? the playoffs. The truth is, Pat Shermer would probably do very well with Russell Wilson. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter who that, your coaches Mace. are. No, it's no, that's probably what, that's true. What I'm that's what fans will say. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter who your coach is if you have the quarterback. It's just the exactly. truth. Look, unless you are a really bad offensive coordinator. Pat Shermer, he's a mid-tier offensive coordinator. You give him great talent he will have great results people just don't trust right. the team to make change without results to force change yeah. right exactly and exactly. it's a weird place to be for a fan base next one coming in from mile high buckeye my boys man i'm so ready for this game going to have the potential to be an insane evening going to the cbj game or cbj game and then coming home to watch the broncos on sunday night football i wish sports betting was legal here in ohio so i could put a bid on the orange and blue and make the upset win that much sweeter wish i was in town so i could make it to the dnvr bar i know that place is going to be popping off i got some strawberry sky stashed away for sunday though cheers fellas alex man Man, Alex, you got yourself a day right yep, there. Yep. And if you want to bet on the Broncos winning straight up on uh, DraftKings, plus 330. You yeah. can make some serious money. Have an even better night. Plus 330. That's it's juicy. It, it, and I said it to you guys. It kind of just reminds me of one of those conference championships games where it's like, wow, they both of these teams made it to the conference championship game. But <laughs> one of them is clearly better. Um, and again, it's going like when I pick the Broncos to win this game, I'm picking a massive upset. I'm not saying like, yeah, I just think they're going to go out there and be the better team. They're going to get a couple bounces. They're going to get a couple things going their way. They're going to have a, you know, a busted coverage, something like that. Yeah. Those are the types of things you need to create an upset. But we're not talking about Gary Barnett's last game conference championship, are we? Uh, we never talk about that. Well, we, we do talk. talk well, we do talk. That. This really reminds me of Bama and Georgia this week, where Bama's just gonna just gonna oh handle Georgia, God. and it's not even gonna be close, guys. I mean, I think definitely you, you, the best thing for yeah. the SEC. So I won't be surprised. I mean, I think you made the comparison yeah. like off off mic before we started this. This is like Clemson against like like Duke or Clemson against Virginia Tech or something right, like right. That, yeah, you know? you've got a powerhouse yeah. against the you know against upstart, a pretty, pretty good team, but. Right, you know, not all, but they don't. But they need to draw an inside straight to win. 
Yep, yep. All right, guys, got to roll through the next couple ones. Steve is the worst, says, my boys, long time no comment. Hope you guys are big chilling. I'm freaking out about this Sunday. I can't remember the last time I was this nervous before a game. I've been eating buckets of chicken every night just to get to sleep. <laughs> Apparently, Broncos have done that in Kansas City, too. Okay, not really, but you get my point. I really hate the Chiefs, and I'm wondering, what are each of you most hated sports franchises? May we all find our, find our buckets of chicken in these stressful times. Steve is the worst. Don't be nervous about this game. Broncos have everything to gain, nothing to lose. That's why, for me, it's just it's all excitement. Any chance that you, they coach that way? About everything to gain? Yeah, surprise onside kick, a fake punt, oh, a couple I, trick plays. If There is a little bit of me that says yes, because Vic Fangio's gone for it on fourth down a couple of times this year. He, he gives me that a Whoa. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Big swing in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd Open like to the see. the game with an onside kick. Yeah, but then they'll just get, I mean, do you, trust you shouldn't coach that this kind of Do you trust a Tom McMahon trick, tri bit of trickery to start the game? If no. you don't, then he should be, you should have fired him. The if question you don't is, trust do you trust him? You know what happened two years ago happen. when they had that fake punt, remember? Yeah, I mean, do, do you want to do you want to try don't. to do you want to try to take the air out of the game or do you want to be bold? Like, I, unfortunately, like the Broncos best path to victory is in playing the pace game. I know. I just think it's not sexy is the problem. You got to be willing to try a little something. Go into the bag. You practice all these trick plays. You have them all. Hand it off to Kerry Judy when he you goes don't in motion. use him at all. Oh wow, a jet sweep. Now we're talking big <laughs> stuff. Uh, I'd Pat like to Sertan see on offense. I'd like to see. I don't know a reverse pass, but like, not Pat Sertan on special teams. For the love of God, then that came up, and Vic said maybe no. No, no. Vic said no, spent no, no. Pat Sertan on offense, but maybe on special teams, and I would blip him. Wait, why did he? Why was he asked about Pat Sertan on offense? Uh, Dmac asked the question, uh, and I think it's because he believes Pat Sertan is the fastest guy on the field now without KJ Hamler. So just like Champ Bailey, what did he run? Uh, he know? ran a four-two, uh, a four-four-two. Okay. It's fast, but it's not like got to get this yeah. ball the guy. Yeah. Got to get this guy the ball. And he hasn't game played changing. offense since high school. So, yeah. but my question we're being, is, who, we're being silly. Who's, yeah. who's faster on this team right now? Uh, what did Jerry run? I do think Pat Deontay Sertan. Spencer's faster. I'm, I would way rather have Pat Sertan go on a nine I, route well, than, I would than Deontay Spencer. I mean, Spencer dropped the ball <laughs> in the open we're, period today. We're losing our minds <laughs> over here talking about playing the best uh, rookie defensive player in the NFL on offense. I, also, I, yeah. I, I'm just saying he's the fastest. Uh, okay. And uh, he hit 22 miles an hour. That's I believe that's crazy. the fastest almost, a ball carrier has been clocked at in the NFL this year. We almost never talked about Pat Sertan's speed. Um, when we were talking about him as a prospect, because it's not that not it's never been a problem, but he's so good in so many other areas. You know, when you're scouting John Ross, all you can talk about is his speed because he doesn't really do anything else well. Right. Pat Sertan did everything else so well that speed rarely came up. Yep, exactly. And but guys, really quick, speaking of Pat Sertan, hey, he was on the Pat McAfee show today, and he said the Broncos locker room has come around even better now after trading Von Miller. Yeah. And I mean. If you look at results, if you look at the Broncos plan, it's hard to disagree. The voices are empowered now. That I think everyone was so deferential to Von Miller. He's the guy who was there for Super Bowl 50. He was the experienced guy. Everyone kind of let him, let him lead, whereas now he's gone. Nature abhors a vacuum, right? Inevitably, other voices come in and fill the gap. And you're, empow you're empowering 
this generation of Broncos? It's uh, it's not a one-for-one one comparison for many reasons because um, Vaughn didn't want to leave being the number one, but Bron- or the Avs moving on from Matt Duchesne completely changed the dynamics of the whole locker room mm-hmm. and really unlocked a whole new era of avalanche hockey. Maybe yeah. that's what this is. Again, I don't want to make this on Vaughn being like some sort of bad influence, but it's sometimes about the right leaders for the right situation. Mm-hmm. It's just possible that post-Super Bowl 50, he wasn't exactly the right leader for this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Next one from Dan Wait, Burke. We, well, there was one part we didn't get to. Most hated sports franchises. Oh, can I choose Nebraska? Sure. Of course okay, cool. you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I mean. It's not a franchise. That's why I asked. I really want to see the Raiders be competitive with the Broncos. And the Broncos, vice versa, be competitive with the Raiders. Because I think historically, that's the one. But it kind of always flips. Now it's the Chiefs for the Broncos. But the Broncos haven't been competitive in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, though, it might actually just be the Lakers. Like, they're just the worst. I hate the Lakers. Yeah. Sorry to all the Bronco Laker fans, which we won't get into today. They just haven't been that, I mean, that truly relevant, it feels like. I mean, they like have last recently. Year, yeah, but last year it wasn't, I don't know, I didn't. we didn't get to see the fans out. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, there's a lot of, out there that I dislike. I, I honestly dislike every uh, sports franchise outside of Colorado. I mean, it's it's really true. The one that just <laughs> pops in my mind, the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Could, yeah. Couldn't stand them. Still can't. For on-field stuff, like just rivalry, I'm a Man United fan, I, or Man, a Man City fan, but it's not Man United I hate. I really hate Chelsea. Mm. Um, in baseball, Miami Marlins and New York Mets. I mean, Marlins. Yeah, that's like the, maybe the least hated. The Marlins shouldn't sports. exist, in my opinion. It's a long story. <laughs> and then in like in college sports, I don't think Penn State football and Baylor football should exist uh, after the no. stuff that went on at those schools. That's they're fair. my most hated. All right, there we go. Dan yeah. Burke says, "Hey guys, how different do y'all think the team would be right now if Elway's was still the GM?" Okay, I'm gonna throw some mm-hmm. questions out at you guys. You guys tell me yes or no. I think we all think that he would have traded for Darnold, but what else would be different? Do you guys think he trades for Darnold? I think he tries. Uh, maybe. I, I don't. Feel, yeah. I don't feel like that's a foregone conclusion. Okay, let's say they do. Does Darnold beat out Drew in a competition? Uh he beats him out. But if Darnold yes. played the way he played. Locke would have gotten another look in. at the end of the season. Is Vic fired already? No. I say absolutely not. I mean, no. Vic, Vic is John's guy. And is Von Miller still on the team? I think this is the best one from Dan, and I think Von is absolutely yes. still on the team. Yeah, because John would be viewing this as a win-now thing, and he wouldn't trade his top guy. Yeah, but at the same time, if, if they were struggling with Sam Darnold, maybe he just takes the deal and moves on. He that's was willing not, to trade Emmanuel. Not. He was willing to trade Demarius. Totally different, in my opinion. I I think I think the team's very different, and and I still think it's funny that like half of NFL fans still don't know that John Elway is not running the front office. Oh, of they course still not. show him on the broadcast. <laughs> of course not. Of course <laughs> not. And he's still on the team. Bronk Euler says, if Vic and Pat are bat ne- back next season, does this impact our chances of getting a veteran quarterback? Last year, we were not on Russell Wilson's list from last offseason. I'm curious if Rodgers, who I'm not convinced will leave Green Bay, would have any objections to a Fangio Shermer coached offense. Secondly, if we do retain the staff and go the rookie route, who do you think would be the Pat or the, the Peyton Shermer Fangio pick? My guess would be Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell. So here's something you're going to be hearing from me a lot um, as we head towards the offseason um, and if the Broncos are able to stay relevant. I believe the single biggest reason why Peyton Manning 
came to the Denver Broncos is because he said, if Tim Tebow can get that team to the playoffs, I can get that team to the Super Bowl. And I think that's something we should consider as we talk about a potential veteran quarterback coming here. Russell Wilson looking at this team, and, and it's not it wouldn't be as d- disrespectful as the way I believe Peyton saw it in his head of mm-hmm. just how little he thought of Tim Tebow as a quarterback. But if Russell Wilson looks at the team and says, man, if that team is good enough to get there with Teddy, how good could they be with me? Yeah. I, I think that is really worth something. And I am of the belief that if they do make the playoffs, this coaching staff will be back. So I'll flip it around and say I think it's actually more likely to get one of those guys if you're able to make the playoffs with the current roster and those guys can look around and say, man, I could be the just the extra piece they need to go from playoff team to Super Bowl Man, team. and couldn't this be so reminiscent just of the next step of that, which was Peyton comes to John Fox. They have a lot of success, not able to get over that final hurdle, and then they move on from John Fox, a.k.a. they have a lot of success, get to the playoffs, some deep playoff runs with Vic Fangio and this staff, but just not able to get over the edge, move on from them in a couple of years, bring in another coach that's able to get them over the top. I would not be surprised about that at all. The other thing is I would say that the quarterbacks probably think more of Pat Shermer than the general public here in Denver does. Mm, that's probably true. A lot of court look, a lot of it's hard for anyone to think less of what the a general fair amount public of quarterbacks have had have hit their career peaks under Shermer. Yep. Yep, they have. Exactly. So. And last one coming in from some people call me the Space Cowboy. I think another key to the game is special teams playing well. Wow. Given a team like the <laughs> Chiefs, a special teams gift can ruin a close game or cause Broncos to panic and lose hope fast. Broncos need to have another special teams play like pinning the op- opposing offense, causing a field goal block or mm. shank, or even a great kickoff return if they want to be competitive and have oh. some fire on Sunday. And some people call me the Space Cowboy yikes you're going up against one of the best special team coordinators one of the best special team units in the nfl but i think he's right um you do need to make a play on special teams again you know we talk about an upset those are part of the ingredients of an upset is special teams is an important phase of the game now again if you're banking on it well then you might end up having a bad time but in the formula of a win i do think a missed field goal from the Chiefs. Like something as small as that could really be what you need to get over the hump. I don't want to put it that much on special teams, but you cannot lose special teams. Right. If mm-hmm. you push, you'll give yourself a chance. Right. Agreed. And obviously a big play would definitely help. I just don't I don't want to count on this special teams to do anything in order to win. And Arrowhead is it's not kicking at Denver, so you're probably not talk, talking about touchbacks on the kickoff. Coverage has got to be on point in this game. It really does. It really does. Well, one thing I can guarantee will be on point. Oh, is oh. this super chat from <laughs> Cody? Uh, every team has has wait. Every team has its screw, screw up, up in every game. Denver needs to take them and run with. Chiefs. Absolutely, that's what happens with a uh, when an underdog beats them. It's because an underdog doesn't have those screw-ups, a.k.a. special teams screw-up, and they're able to take advantage of, let's say, a Patrick Mahomes fumble. They're able to turn it into seven instead of a three and out. Completely agree. Like I was going to say, one thing that's absolutely going to be on point is the DNVR bar on Sunday night. you got to come down here, hang out with us. I'll be down there in the bar with the people mixing it up. Um, you know, getting rowdy, doing whatever we do. Should be a great time. Come early, watch us record the tailgate show down there. That should be fun as well. Uh, but 
and stay late if you want to come up here after the game, watch a little live pod. But of course, we had probably what? 10 people up here after that Thursday night football game. Absolutely. Be one of those people this week and also tune into us after the game. Win or lose, we will be up here on YouTube going live. Since it's an away game, we'll be going live minutes after the game. So make sure to check out the YouTube page after the game's over. Flip right over to our YouTube. All right. Love it. Also hit up our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. Schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. They'll hook you up with that free Sonicare toothbrush. I guarantee if you're in there today, all the buzz would be about this game coming up this Sunday. Those are the type of people they are. They're big Denver sports fans. They're big DNVR people. If you want to talk about the pod while you're down there, I'm sure they've tuned in recently. Uh, So check them out down at Green Mountain Dental Group. And again, get that uh, free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That is going to wrap it up for us on the week. We will be back, like Zach just said, right after the game. Tune in right here on the YouTube channel or catch us on the podcast, and we will talk to you guys then.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.